This is the equation. Inflation doesn't come down until wages do. Wages don't come down until unemployment rises. Unemployment doesn't rise until we officially hit a recession and people feel it, right? So we cited a source last week. People are finding jobs within three months. I want to make fun of you, but that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it, it, was. it was. Good. It was good. No, and it's it, real. And yeah. here, you want me to tag it a step further? I mean, can you get sexier than that? Oh, yeah. Baby boomers are retiring at an alarmingly fast rate. What, is that, what, is that, what does that contribute to? Old people? <laughs> More wage inflation. So I, there's this, it's an ongoing problem. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, relax your mind, and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. I need you to bring that heat tonight. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. A little week-long hiatus. Saeed's a little overexcited tonight. You have to forgive his premature shenanigans oh here we go Do I say the shenanigans already you're already starting right already i'm not start, i'm just being honest bro come on man came out hot i did come on a little hot. too hot sometimes you gotta make them want it okay you know what <laughs> i mean really like what that over enthusiastic stuff just turns people off people have people have stopped me in the street and said hey huh? listen to the higher standard saeed just he needs to bring it down a notch <laughs> this is not that's nobody said that <laughs> they've all come over to my page and they dm me now which is very disrespectful. It's, uh, it's so rude. I love them. Hey, now that you're on social media, I don't ever comment on Chris's stuff anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more interaction. So, little little problem in the economy this week. Just a little one. A little bit. I think we talked um, about this months ago. I think um, I think the proper vernacular for this is that the U.S. has hit the debt ceiling, which prompted the Treasury to take extraordinary measures. Mm. This from a CNN article on politics, of course, because this is not monetary at all. But yeah, that's where it was. Right. So uh, let's go into what the debt ceiling is first. <laughs> it, it's funny to me because they just raised this not too long ago. I mean, they raise it all the time. It's been raised over and over again. So mm -hmm. uh, in a hypothetical world, the debt ceiling is the U.S. government's credit card limit. Yes. And the U.S. government's credit card limit was set at a certain dollar amount. And well, we maxed out our credit cards. <laughs> exactly. Again. Instead of paying that shit down, we do the only responsible thing we can do. It, it was never, it hasn't been a problem over the last 14 years because the Fed funds rate was so low. 0.25%. Yeah, which also lowers the debt payments as well. Exactly. So unfortunately, the <laughs> proverbial upside, downside problem, if you will, mm -hmm. of the Fed increasing interest rates as it costs the the debt, right? Costs more for the government, exactly, and the government's spending as well. You know, we maxed out, mm -hmm. and as a result of that, the uh, 
politics that may be, maybe that's why this was in the CNN politics section, is that we're going to have to have our elected officials raise the debt ceiling or start paying down massive chunks of, with money they don't have. Right. So either the government shuts down because mm-hmm. they can't spend anymore or you raise the debt ceiling. So the odds are it's they're going to raise it. They're going to raise it. So since 1960, I looked this up, Congress has increased the ceiling 78 times. Okay. Which sounds like a really bad spending problem. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, just. I mean, it, we're trusting these people to manage a budget and we're just going to give them more, a, a bigger budget. God, that's so bad. Since 1960, they've raised it 78 times. They've never once lowered it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it never once. They, they've never it's, once it's said, never, like, you know, we, we, we've managed our debt well. Right. We're going to lower this number right. because we're, you know, we're doing well. Something to keep in mind. So, current U.S. debt is at $31.5 trillion. Mm, you know, trillion. Trillion. Small number. Small, <laughs> not a big deal. NBD. Yeah, NBD. This is why we made such a big deal every time the Fed decided to raise the rates. Actually, you were the first person to even bring this up when the Fed started increasing interest rates, which leads me to believe you heard somebody smarter say it to you. No, I am the laureate. <sighs> Come on. Wow. Chief economist of the Higher Standard Podcast. I know. So I, every, I, time I, they ra- every time I, they I raise... I really regret bestowing that title upon yeah. you. So... Just a refresher for everybody. Every time they raised the Fed funds borrowing rate by 1%, that increased our interest-only payments $310 billion. Another little fun fact about the debt ceiling is the interest-only payments portion. (laughs) The the government is not paying down the debt in the principal. Mm -hmm. It is only paying off the interest. So the balance, it ain't going down at all. It's not going down at all. And so here's the problem. It's never really been an issue because the Fed funds borrowing rate was so low. But now... Well, it's always been an issue. It just hasn't been a recent issue. It hasn't been a recent issue, right? But now, with the Fed funds borrowing rate currently at uh, four and a quarter to four and a half percent, right? Are you looking at me like you don't know? We we literally do a show about this. Yeah, but I'm looking at you for affirmation. You following along? You're handsome. Continue. (laughs) There's your affirmation. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Our interest-only debt payments for the next year would be $1.5 trillion. Yeah. How much does the government bring in every year? $4 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's almost uh, 25, 30, 30%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's absolutely insane. Is it though? Let me it, say, this happens to consumers all the time. All mm-hmm. the time and it causes financial trouble. During recessionary economies, during mm-hmm. situations just like this, it happens to the consumer and they think, oh my God, this is so difficult. What do I do? This is terrible. And they often sell and get out of the situation. But let me, let me get break down the most common situation that I see this in. People will get a home equity line of credit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say you got a first mortgage of $200,000 and you get a home equity line of credit of $75,000. Mm-hmm. And you start spending a little bit of money on the home equity line of credit. Well, home equity line of credits don't require a principal reduction. You just have to pay interest only if you would like. Now, it's smart to pay that down to zero and use it for emergency purposes or maybe some creative financing situations that you get yourself into, but you should mm-hmm. plan to be able to pay that down. You should have the capacity to pay it down. And if not, have a plan to pay it down. Right. Right. Well, imagine if somebody did that and got up to the full $75,000 amount and they just keep paying interest only payments, except your interest rates going up. It's adjustable index plus margin in that index. Right. Is going up like the fed funds rate. Mm hmm. And now, in some cases, it's um, SOFR is probably the most common one right now uh, that, that mortgage lenders are using. But you can also get Wall Street Journal Prime. You can you used to get LIBOR. Right. But index plus margin. If that index is going up, just like what's happening to the U.S. government with the Fed funds borrowing rates going up, mm-hmm. 
your payments are going up and up and up and up. Exactly. And with an unprecedented set of increases over an unprecedented period of time, those payments have skyrocketed very, very fast relative to where they were. Right. And so the the big talk and what's most concerning for everyone right now is the U.S. has never defaulted on a payment. Never, there's never a, once. There's a first for everything, brother. There, there is a first for everything. Sooner or later, someone's going to be like, God damn, we're spending a lot of money. Right. Let's just not pay China. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just, let's just stop paying them. So that, that's the question. So if, if that were to ever happen, what, what's the first to give? Right. You're going to stop paying bonds, Social Security. What is it? What are you going to stop paying first? Because you cannot pay the payment. Politicians. <laughs> that's you stop paying. Yeah, exactly. They, Democrats and Republicans. Well, yeah, first. First to go. See yeah. ya. Y'all sit down. In a mm-hmm. room, figure it out, mm-hmm. find a way to reduce the debt, and none of you guys get paid until it's done. Right. We'll see you on Monday. I guarantee we'll have some of the fastest bills passed ever. I swear to God. Like the, everything's going to change. Right. Social Security is already failing as it is now. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. So we have, this is going to get a little political, so I apologize in advance. We have an unbelievable military spending budget. Yeah. We spend more than any other country in the world on military, and it's by a lot of dollars. Yeah, I actually have that. Let me look that up real quick. Yeah. Intern, mm-hmm. this is you. How much is the U.S. military spending compared to I'm other say like countries? 700. I want to guess like $700 billion. The United States military spending in 2021 reached $801 billion a year. So that's what I'm saying. That's a little concerning, right? If your interest payments on your debt is more than double- what you're paying for your military, that's a little concerning. So fi- fi- there's a, I saw an article not too long ago. Find the comparative spending f- by country. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. spends way, way, way more than anybody else. Rightfully so. And I guess in some ways it kind of gives you confidence relative to the rest of the world and what, we, what we're capable of doing. But mm-hmm. in other ways, I, I mean, do we really need this much spending? Why don't we just cut some of that money out and say, look, UFOs exist? <laughs> I think they have. Like, you know, Area 51. Like, you know, hey, we good. I think they said that, yeah. You know, I'm I'm just saying, like, some of this stuff is kind of crazy. There you go. Nice chart, brother. All right. China, India, United Kingdom, Russia, France, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Japan, and South Korea. Defense spending in aggregate, $777 billion compared to the United States, $801 billion. I mean, that's that's why we got the boys. We got the boys. That's why. I'm I'm not sure I know what that reference is. Yeah, we call them the boys. It's very awkward what's going on right now. What, is, what does <laughs> what the is boys this? mean? Wait, the boys is the army. That those are our boys. I thought you were referring to your genitalia for a minute. It's very awkward. Oh. Okay, that was, just, oh, that was very awkward. All right. No, no. Look, I, I respect the military. Trust me, in in every way, shape, and form imaginable. Right. But if all of these countries are spending in aggregate about seven hundred seventy-seven, yeah. The rest of the world what was at 144 countries mm-hmm. in aggregate. Again, let's do this for comparison because I think the numbers are impactful here. The rest of the world, 144 countries, $535 billion. Right. The rest of the world. Right. Okay. The next nine countries, China, India, United Kingdom, Russia, France, Germany, Saudi Arabia, Japan, Korea, South Korea, $777 billion. Yeah. And then the United States... Over $800 billion. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. But what are you proposing? I'm proposing maybe we cut that back to $600 billion, Okay? <laughs> maybe not, we pay down $200 billion that's, in that's debt. Not, that's, not, that's not doing a whole lot, though. I'm saying it's that's doing not doing something. Whole, $31 trillion. Listen to what you're saying. You're saying cut it back $200 billion to 
You're not even making okay. a dent. So now we're saying that shit's so bad, we're and just never going to pay it off? No. It, it's, yeah, it's not in the cards. It's nothing, it's, it's, it's nothing we've ever done. But we can hand out PPP loans to everybody. All, all, all day. All day long. Yeah. Something's got to give. What's going to give? Okay, if not military spending, what? Mm-hmm. Come on, Lorik. Earn that Nobel Peace Prize. Let's go. I don't. I don't know what's going to give. Honestly, that this is this is why I brought it up three or four months ago. This is a genuine concern I have. Because, I know it's going to save this. Because I know, at the I end know of, it's going to save it. At the end of the day, cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> that's, the, that's the, yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, like U.S. currency, right, is world reserve currency. And if we ever were to default on a payment, that now puts us in question. Makes us a less reliable source. Right. Yeah, but it's never going to happen because here's the sad reality of how this works, right? So Congress, Senate, they all get together. Yes. And they they're going to the House representatives, the, the Senate, everyone's going to get together and they're going to do their part to pass this bill. Yeah. To raise the debt ceiling again. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's just going to keep getting raised. Yeah. And that allows us to carry more and more. But then, and this is a constant thing every every year, every few years, right? No, there there will be a period of time where you can't keep doing this. Right. There will be a period of time where you you just can't. I mean, if we're spending about thirty percent of how much we make on debt payments alone, can you imagine how different this country would be if we didn't have that debt there? Right. If we pay down even half that number, I know. Well, this is this is social all... security might actually have some value again. Right. Well, and this is and this I think goes into where we are in, in the economy right now with where inflation's at. Part of the reason why we can't get over this hurdle and why it's so sticky right is the debt to gdp ratio back in the 80s when volcker was handling it mm. was only 32 percent. stud volcker stud yeah he handled that mm-hmm. now debt to gdp want to take a guess uh percentage wise percentage 65 135 percent why you set me up like that yeah. <laughs> why you set me up to sound stupid <laughs> no but that's what i'm it's that outrageous I mean, th- this is this is a this is this is a real problem. This is different than all the times before it. No, it's the same problem, bro. This is why I always I thought that eventually the Fed's going to come out and they're going to change their target rate. They're going to change their target rate and be like, "Nah, we're not we're not aiming for two percent anymore. We're going it's four percent." No, man, they, they can't do that. They might. First no, time no, no, for everything. No, no, no. Ben Bernanke, man, he set that. Two <laughs> Bernanke, three... Bernanke, yeah, he's Ben Bernanke on. set a two to three percent, you know, limit. Mm-hmm. A two to three percent target. It was always kind of the two percent target before that. Janet Yellen came along. Janet, you know, Jerome Powell. After that, mm-hmm. two to three percent. He's yeah. not going to go back. He's not going to retrade Ben. I think he might do. That's your laureate, homie. He's not going to go back and be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're four percent. Totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Now I will say he will start backing off Fed interest rate increases before then. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Hundred percent. All right. Or as we say in the business, hundred p dog. Hundred p dog. Hundred p dog. Yeah, we trying to appeal to that younger audience. So you really think it's going to peel back? Because I got, um, I had an article pulled up earlier. Um, I'll do it if you want to pull it down. That's down towards the bottom here. Ooh, so I don't, I don't go that far down. I know you don't. You never check what I have. I don't like uh, checking what you have. I feel like so it ruins. The basically, spot the, what the article said was, uh, J.P. Morgan's asset management team chief investment officer Bob uh, Michelle. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Michael <laughs> says it's either Michelle or Michael. Yeah, put a put a little sass in it. Uh, inflation isn't coming down without a recession, and he predicted interest rates would top six percent. Yeah, no, I, I, I we, that was interest rates though. That wasn't like Fed Fed funds, right? Yeah, I think, I think that's probably true. Mm-hmm. I, I think, frankly, I, I see a world where it can get even higher than that. I mean, we thought eight percent was where we could end the year. We got close. It was over seven percent mm-hmm. at one point in time, so we weren't too too far off, right? 
But you look, the housing market has slowed down immensely at this point in time. And so one of the things we've been talking about since Q2, 2022, somewhere in there, yeah. was the massive amount of layoffs that were coming. Yes. And now every single time I turn on the television, I cringe a little bit because the layoffs are coming fast and furious. Right. It's getting to a point now where like, okay, I'm tired. I know we talk about it on the show and I know we can be negative, but I'm tired of seeing like these companies now, some of which are in the second round, you know, companies that were shutting down uh, Microsoft, Amazon, other tech companies have laid off more than 60,000 employees in the last year, according to CNBCR. I know this doesn't even include the uh, recent one with Spotify reducing another, I think, 6%. I could go on and on and nauseam about the, about the number of names that have popped up. Yeah. Didn't Spotify have an early round too? Yeah, this is I, this is round two or three. Yeah, they've yeah. been they've been around. So from the article, the tech industry has seen a string of layoffs in the face of uncertain economic conditions. Microsoft and Amazon both announced fresh rounds of layoffs on Wednesday, i.e., additional rounds, not their first. Mm-hmm. Layoffs come as digital advertisers are cutting back on spending and rising inflation curbs consumer spending. And I think this hit home. So I, every day, every day I get in my office, I have CNBC on in the background, and obviously I see these things pop up over and over again. You know where it really hit home for me though? What? Where it really tripped me out is I don't like to go on TikTok that much anymore, but every once in a while I get on. And I remember the, several months ago when I went on TikTok, it was all about people working from home, showing their like desktop setups. Oh yeah, like oh, this is my work from home setup, or oh, these are some work from home hacks, and everybody had like little things. I remember their that mouse. got really really popular. Yeah. yeah, everybody was talking about their work from home setup and like what it was like for them, and you know, post pandemic that I'm still working from home. Like oh my god, it's great. And now, I literally have seen the same type of post over and over and over again, and it's usually one of two. Okay. Type one is, I was just laid off. My day is terrible. Let me let me walk you through my day. Yikes. Or let me walk you through what I'm going through. And it's like tears and the whole emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Or the second type is, is people say it like cleaning up their desktop home thing, saying, I'm back in the office now full time, so no more posting from here and blah, 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 blah. Becoming a much more regular thing. It's becoming a much more regular thing to go back to the office, which you and I need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's just... It's becoming very palpable. And I think as these layoffs start hitting the market, so many people are are being asked to come back to the office. Yeah. So it's, it's on one hand, like it sucks because yeah. you think, and how much of that do you think is because of from what you're seeing, you know, from an executive level productivity versus just morale? You know, there's space that needs to be used. We're not paying for all this space just for it to sit here. I think all that matters, man. Yeah. I, I think. I will say, and I've been, I recognize that I have a very different opinion than most people do, especially like the younger generation on this topic. Mm -hmm. But when I came up in the business world, I wore a suit every day. Mm -hmm. You wore a suit with me. Yeah. You know, that that was what I did. And there was something about, it's almost like putting on a uniform to get into like a basketball game. Oh, I got a great story about this too. You do? Yeah. Remember at the office with you and Bob? Bob? Yeah. I remember. So. Here's a story. I had just started off at the bank and I was an analyst. And I come in one day, just a shirt, you know, and, and slacks. Oh my God. Yeah. This is this is the one and only Dr. Bob Nolan. Dr. Bob Nolan, right? OG. OG. And him he's in Chris's office and they're talking. He's actually he's walking by to go to Chris's office and he sees me with my dress shirt, no tie. I'm thinking, hey, I mean, it's still professional. Every there's a lot of people that who aren't wearing ties. Yeah. Sure enough, he walks by me. He looks at me as he's walking by. Mind you, he's never said a word to me. 
<laughs> I didn't know. I didn't understand his sense of humor at the time. Just walks by me and goes, "Where's your tie?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, "And I always, I always used to keep a spare one in the car just in case, you know." It's like, "Oh, oh, it's in the car." He's like, "Good, go get it." <laughs> Little did I know that he walked all the way down to Chris's office, and now they're all laughing about it. I come running up and like, "I got, I got my tie," and he's just laughing at me. <laughs> Classic Bob. Dude, the sad part was is Bob and I came up in the same kind of, I was in the tail end of of the culture that he grew up in where my my first, God, my first job literally in New York at what was in One one World Trade before, obviously, 9-11, I wore a brown suit. It was a Hugo Boss suit. And I was so proud of the suit. It was Mm well-tailored. At least I thought it was well-tailored. Looking back on it, it was not very well-tailored. Yeah. And uh, I wore a brown suit and I wore a white shirt and I wore, um, this, I think it was like a Burberry tie. It was a gift, but it was like the best tie I had. Oh boy! Right, and um, I'm there, and I'm I'm an intern for the summer. Right, it was a program in investment banking, and I was like, yes, like I'm here, I made it. And at the time, a guy I thought it was well high up in the company. I think he was vice president. You know, he uh, comes by, and we're working, and everybody there is you know got their head down, their sleeves are rolled up, and they're working their ass off. I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. He stops me and he's like, "Hey, hey, man, what's your name?" I go, "It's Chris." He looks at me and goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" Oh no! And I'm like, "I'm I'm sorry." And I I had heard that investment banking there's some hazing and shit like that. So I was expecting like, "Oh, ha ha ha, hazing." Yeah, got you. He's like, and he looked dead in the face. He's like, "What are you, What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't understand the question." <laughs> I'm trying to work. He goes, "You you really don't know how fucking insulting this shit is." And I'm, I'm like, I, I'm completely at this point, I'm just, my mouth is open and I'm just like, like, am I not in on the joke? Like I'm, he was dead serious. He was getting angry. Yeah. He's like, I worked my fucking ass off here. Okay. Yeah. So like, I worked here for a long fucking time and I don't have the fucking balls to pull this shit off. Unless you're an executive of this company, you never wear a fucking brown suit. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, excuse me? He's like, I gotta, I gotta explain the fucking dress code. Did you not get like a dress code warning or some shit? I'm like, I, I, I <laughs> you're no. Like, you're like, just take a look around. He, he looked at me, he goes, he goes, look. Here's the rules, okay? I'm going to spell it out for you one time, and I want you to get your ass home and go change. And I was like, okay. He said, look, you wear a blue suit or a gray suit. That's it. Yeah. You wear a Monday through Thursday, you wear a white shirt with a tie. <laughs> and on Friday, for casual Friday, you can wear a blue shirt with a tie. Yeah. Still- with your gray or blue suit. With the tie, though. That's it. Yeah. I love that. Something about that I just love. And that was the way it was. Uh-huh. And I, I'll never forget, I walked into the bank one day. It was like a Wednesday, and I'm wearing a, a blue shirt mm-hmm. and a tie, and I'm wearing a blue suit. And Bob walks by, cigar in his mouth, not lit, obviously. He's indoors, and he goes, hey, bro, feeling kind of casual today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, classic Bob. Classic. I mean, it's, it's no different than like team sports back in the day. That where everyone on the team had to, you know, bought the same pair of shoes and we all wore the same shoe. No one is different. You That's know? for you rich folk, bro. <laughs> I couldn't afford none of that. <laughs> if it wasn't sponsored. <laughs> Don't do this. I wasn't getting it. Come on, born and raised in Michigan, man. Come on. You were. You. No, bro. I was. Raised in Michigan. No, I was raised in Santa Ana. Mm. Oh, you were? Moved to Fountain Valley. Mm. Then my sophomore year of high school, went to Laguna Hills and everybody was rich. Moving on up. And my dad was like. No, you ain't rich. Yeah, j- I am rich. <laughs> you were poor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my dad didn't understand sports. He wasn't about to spend $100 on basketball. 
For what? Yeah. You're not going to the NBA? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've seen you. You're my son. Right. No. Yeah, it's, it's not going to work so, out. So, yeah, it's, it's sponsorships are nothing, brother. Yeah. It's just everyone buying into the, like, the team concept, basically. You yeah. Know, we're, all doing, we're all doing this together. I mean, it's, it's the same concept. I guess a little bit, but I mean, some of it was that, you know, there was a lot of romanticized ideologies and and being a partner or an executive at some of these big companies on Wall Street came with an unbelievably weird kind of stigma and mm-hmm. you know, brown suits happen to be part of that stigma, I guess. Yeah, you know? I guess, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I think um, if you want a great example of it, you can go look at some of the great movies about Wall Street from the 1980s. Yeah. You know, money never sleeps, right? Right. So... If you know the movie that I quotes from, then you guys, you guys not know? No. Money Never Sleeps? Come on. That's uh, Wall Street. There you go. The original one. The one with Shia LaBeouf is not Wall Street. No, no, no. But watch the original one, the one with Charlie Sheen. And in that, their attire in that movie, no brown suits. Right. Yeah. It's, it's real. All right. So let's move on to more topics, shall we? I don't mean to bore you guys with fashion tips, but I am here if you need some sartorial tips. No, but to go a little bit further on what you were mentioning, how you're starting to see more posts about people getting laid off. So in this uh, Wall Street Journal article that um, it conveniently came across, <laughs> employers are expected to cut jobs starting in the second quarter. They surveyed like 70 like economists. So that, that, that to me was weird. First of all, economists. I hate when people do that. Yeah. <laughs> I surveyed 70 economists, too. I'm, a, I'm an economist. Are you an economist? Uh, well, no, you're the, you're the chief you're, economist. Well, you're the deputy. I don't know. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm the face. <laughs> the face. Yeah, the, yeah. Exactly. I'm the face. You're, you're the brains. Yeah. That's how uh, this works. Okay. Okay. So you're the smart one, and uh, I'm the one that's pretty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, Just to be clear. I, I get it. You do? Yeah. Should I illustrate uh, further? No. Okay. You got it. So what they're expecting is a uh, decline of 7,000... Uh, payroll jobs a month. So here's the part that, okay, first of all, yeah, okay, employment's a lacking indicator. See, obviously the intern doesn't subscribe to Wall Street Journal either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I get that employment's a lacking indicator is supposed to go up, but I, we've always predicted that Q1 2023, January, February, March, this year is when we're going to start seeing the layoffs. And obviously we're seeing a lot of them. Right. Granted, they're in the tech sector focus, they're real estate focused. There's not so much in, in the financing world anymore at this point in time, but Certainly, it could be more. Can you imagine if more is coming in the second quarter than what we're already seeing now in other sectors? Right. How is that not just a recession then? Exactly. How, how can these 70 economists be going like, you know what? We're going to see a lot more layoffs in Q2. Mm-hmm. How? Right. April, May, June, you're going to see a lot more layoffs? Okay, great. That gets the unemployment number to go up the lagging indicator. Okay, cool. I guess that that's, that's accomplishing what? what the Fed wants to. But if it's going to be worse than this, man, I mean, that's... Well, here's here's that's I think, scary. Well, this this is this is what back to what the chief investment officer J.P. Morgan was saying. Why do you keep jumping around? You you confusing the no. audience, man. No, I'm not. No, because this is what he's saying. He's like confusing the audience, bro. It, this this is this is the equation. I get messaging uh, people all the time, so I'm excited to walk it back a little bit. He's trying it, to be you know sophisticated. We're no, over here just trying to understand, bro. Inflation doesn't come down until wages do. Wages don't come down until unemployment rises. Unemployment doesn't rise until we officially hit a recession. And people feel it, right? So we, we cited a source last week. People are finding jobs within three months. I want to make fun of you, but that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it, was. it was. It was good. No, and it's it, real. And yeah. here, you want me to tag it a step further? I mean, can you get sexier than that? Oh, yeah. Baby boomers are retiring at an alarmingly fast rate. 
you know, what is that? What is that? What does that contribute to? Old people. <laughs> More wage inflation. So I, there's this. It's an ongoing problem. Who are you right now? Like this is getting very deep. This is yeah. Deep. So, this is what I'm trying. I'm to still do. trying to figure look, out. Like, you, said, you you look at me before the show. Like hey man, I need you to carry the show. I did. I'm say trying. That. I'm trying. I did say that. I'm also trying to figure out what age range baby boomers are. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, been. I've never been like into the age. That's a good question. I think they're like somewhere between fifty-five and seventy-five. Is, is that baby? Yeah. Why? Why do we always call it these names? Why can't we just say people born from here to there? Why do we got to give them nicknames? Yeah, exactly. Like nicknames for all this shit. People really... born between nineteen forty-six and sixty-four. Yeah. So I mean, the the people who are of retirement age or close to retirement age. I can't do maths. Take twenty twenty-three and subscribe. 90... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, look, like. Why, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we millennials, yeah. Gen Z, Gen? Why why are we just calling them their age? Yeah, people born between this age and that, why do we got to make it complicated? Yeah, the people that are set to retire soon. Uh, why like, can't we just say that? Why do we got to say like, oh, you're a cancer? Why just say people born between this and this are emotional and caring? I don't know any other zodiac signs other than my own because somebody has told me. I asshole? know. I just yeah, I'm a, I'm an asshole, asshole cancer. Yeah. <laughs> is it asshole cancer? Cancers are caring and emotional. Well, uh, well, the fact that you know that because I'm a cancer. Uh, and I grew up with all the kids in my class. No, me, you're, 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 you're gonna, when you were on the basketball team, they're like, you're a cancer. You're a cancer to this <laughs> team. That's what they were trying to tell you. I have blocked out all basketball. <laughs> yeah, okay? I know, I know. The days of me being an athlete are over with. I know. Yeah, now I'm just rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. That's why it's funny, okay? It's, <laughs> you're so afraid. <laughs> it's just, I don't want the... <laughs> damn it. I don't want the review. Please don't leave me review. <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where you skip leaving us an honest five star review because yeah. honesty is not your friend. Come just on. lie to us. Tell us we're right. amazing. Go ahead and leave us an honest five star review. Yeah, just don't compliment Saeed when you do it. Yeah. All right. Well, much in in the pathway of Saeed's <laughs> Saeed's uh, presentation, which was brilliant, mm -hmm. we're starting to see the impacts of some of the lack of consumer spending in certain areas. Certainly not to the degree that I think it's bringing down inflation rapidly enough to really make the fed happy and certainly not seeing wages come down but u.s shopping center vacancy has now hit a 15 year low mm. so i don't know about you as a kid me growing up my dad used to love walking around the mall oh yeah that was his exercise and it was fun for him to tease us and not let us buy it we did that this so. weekend actually did you really yeah you and the family we, yeah we didn't have we didn't have any plans and we were just like let's just all go to the mall we haven't done that in a long time am i the only person i know this is a sidebar am i the only person i don't like being at a crowded mall a crowded mall? I just yeah. don't like it. We went, we who, to, who, who would? No, so my wife and I, we went to uh, we went to Cartier this weekend in South Hills Plaza. Oh, let's see. No. Nah. That, that's where why? we went, bro. Why? Why? You, yeah, not, you do this to yourself. Because I'm being honest. That's where we went. <laughs> no, you okay? could have yeah, been honest and just left it out. You went because to Cartier? the okay. location matters. And if you know South Hills Plaza, the Cartier's in the Plaza. center. Plaza. South Hills Pla Plaza. <laughs> the Plaza. Would you prefer French? South Hills Plaza. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. Anyway, we went, to, we went to the mall, right? Uh -huh. And Cartier's right there in the center where they have like that, those big, usually like demonstrations hey, and shit. let me tell you something. I uh, wouldn't know. You would <laughs> I was just there, man. That's why okay. I know it. Got and it. it was the Lunar New Year, and they had all those people there, like yeah. you know, big bunnies and stuff, and everybody's taking <laughs> photos outside. Got it. So we get to the mall, and it's super, super crowded, and, and they make you wait outside before you go in. Hence the reason why I brought up Cartier. Is you have to have an appointment to go in. Then you wait outside for a couple minutes. Then you get inside. It's crowded inside, and I, I'm just like I'm claustrophobic, man. Like I don't want to mm -hmm. be around all these people. Right. Like, it's just like there's people everywhere. And then my kids running around and my wife's like, oh, it makes you, know. you feel like consumer sentiment, consumer spending hasn't come down. Like, 
It was insane. People are still shopping. So check this out. So then we had to make a return of Yori, which, by the way, I appreciate the gift. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just not just me. It was the whole team. It just showed a lot of midriff, so I had to exchange. (laughs) Yeah. In any event. So we went from there to the Irvine Spectrum, another mall, but outdoors. Mm -hmm. Packed. Oh, that place. I haven't been in a long time because of how packed it is. It's too packed. Yeah. And I'm getting like social anxiety because there's too many people like walking around and like there's kids everywhere and they have like this play thing my kid was on and there was so many kids in it. It didn't even look safe. Yeah. And now my, my, now my, you know, Carter, my son is upset because I don't want him to play in it because it's like just a breeding ground for like bacteria. And I'm just like, I don't want to do all this. Yeah, exactly. And my wife's like, my wife is so at home in that environment. And it just it gives me anxiety. Right. And I don't, I don't know, maybe it's because I spend like so much time during the week around so many people as it is. Mm-hmm. And this is the messed up thing about my wife. First of all, being a stay-at-home mom is difficult. Mm-hmm. 100% the hardest job out there, right? Yes. And then, but I'm constantly surrounded by people in the office and my wife's constantly surrounded by my son. So she wants to get out and do things. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah. And I want to stay at home when it's quiet. Like there's nobody there. Get some peace and quiet, right. And then I travel a lot for work and she doesn't. Right. And the, the, it's like different different ones yeah exactly so i see all this and i'm looking on the mall at both places right and the number one thing i can tell you is i don't even recognize some of these stores anymore oh really i don't even recognize some of these stores i'm like who who is this yeah what is, what is this yeah like, you're selling what you think yeah. you're gonna be in business no <laughs> yeah seriously no and really? so like some of the bigger malls okay like uh south Coast plaza like they have you know big name brands everywhere now you can't get edge in there if you're a small brand exactly. i'm sure the rent's crazy Irvine Spectrum has some some brands there that I'm like, this is not going to stay in business ever. Right. They're all yeah. There's a lot of boutiques there, but you know the boutiques are, are transitory. They come in, mm-hmm. they try something, doesn't pop off, they're out. Right. You got to be a big. And name sometimes, and sometimes they're just filling in someone that just vacated, so they're like on a month to month. But when you go to like Middle America, the shopping malls and stores yeah. like that, it's not just shopping centers. My mom lives in the Midwest, in Oklahoma, right? Uh-huh. And she'll drive from Edmond, which is north, kind of well, north Oklahoma City suburb to Billings, Oklahoma, which is about an hour or so north, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of small towns in between on the way. My mom was lamenting to me over the weekend that some of the stores that used to be open every single day, like lunch, you know, for lunch and whatever, like the restaurants that are slash stores. Right. They're only open three days a week. And my, my mom's like breaking this down to me like, oh, you know, we're starting to see the impacts and their malls are empty. Like they're, so the mall in, um, in Enid, Oklahoma, is shut down. Completely. Completely shut down, and they're trying to convert it to something else. The, the mall in Edmond, Oklahoma, which my mom in the Midwest, again, is dead smacks in this country, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of vacancy just like this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so people start stop going. People start going, stop spending. And are we starting to see the early warning signs now mm-hmm. of what's been happening, what's going to happen on the coast? Because remember, real estate on the West Coast took a hit, and now it's starting to kind of trickle around. Exactly. Is the Midwest the canary in the coal mine for what's going to happen in the retail sector? Could be. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I mean, we're, all, we're already seeing it with Regal. Mm. Mm. When is the last time you really look forward to going to see a movie in the theater? Be honest. Oh, man. It's something my wife and I used to love to do. But we, I mean, we have kids now. We can't just up and leave and go watch a movie. It's not just that. I mean, when you go to a date night, are you going to go see a movie with your wife or are you going to go do something different? Go do something different. Why yeah. is that? Because I'd rather go experience. I don't want to just sit there and be quiet and watch a movie. But I want to go experience something. I think a lot of the movie going experience has changed. I think if you want to do something quiet and do something with your wife, you know, or your girlfriend, or you know, and ruin in your case yourself. Um, <laughs> He's married, man. 
<laughs> you're gonna you you get streaming services now. Yeah, you're gonna pay for that, right? So it should be no surprise that you know Regal's closing more theaters in Southern California for sure. No, but for me, going to the movies is still fun for the kids. I love I love taking my kids to the movie theaters. <laughs> I tell you, what, I think I told you the last experience with that uh, we took uh, the kids to Strange World in Florida. No, I told you this, didn't I? On the no. show, didn't we do this? No. So the last day in Disney World, we go to a movie. Yeah. And it's my sister and her three kids. Okay. Right? All young. My wife, me, our son, and my sister's husband. So you got the you got the whole place. With the whole we have a whole row. And we we go to see Disney Strange World. Yeah. And this is when I knew Bob Chappick was out. Like I knew Bob Chappick was already announced like why I was out, but I knew this was why. Oh, this movie? This movie was why. Single-handedly the reason why Bob Chappick was out. It, it's it's a microcosm for some of the macro problems that he had. Okay. But this movie in and of itself was, in my mind, the I didn't even of, see this movie be advertised. I don't even know what it's about. Well, you, I'll explain why. So, again, I, I'm not I'm not saying that that people shouldn't have a right to be offended, but I'm in Florida at the time because we went to go to Disney World and it was our last day in Florida at Disney World, right? And we were at the, the outdoor mall with a the movie theater attached in Disney World. Yeah. So this movie comes out. There wasn't a whole lot of fanfare, but we like we like to watch Disney movies. We have, we have streaming Disney ser- you know service, obviously. So Disney Plus, we check out all the movies and everything else that come out. So we go, we go as a family. And Florida just came out, just had a problem politically with the don't say gay thing there. And now Disney's lost a little bit of political kind of positioning in Florida and their Republican party is definitely very different. So that being said, we get in the movie theater and in the first five minutes, I'm going to tell you what you saw. Okay. This is not a knock on anything. I'm just going to say this is a very unusual stance for Disneyland. Okay. So in the first five minutes, you see, let's see, it starts off with an interracial couple, right? Okay. Yeah. No big deal. Making out. Making out. Making out. This and, is for a kid. Because they're married. Yeah. But they're married and they're uh-huh. making out in front of their son. Their son is an openly gay African-American boy, like mixed boy, like, right? Uh-huh. And keep in mind, my son's mixed, like, you know, I, whatever, right? Yeah. This is in the first five minutes. They have a three-legged dog, right? Oh, wow. And then the openly gay young African-American male is flirting with uh, an openly gay, like, Hispanic boy. Okay. Now, all good. Like, this is reality. Like, it's life. Like, we didn't walk out. We weren't upset. Like, we watched the movie. And I've, I've actually watched it a thousand times since then on Disney's streaming service, Disney+. Plus. And my son does watch it. Like, yeah. You know, he loves it. It's, it's a good movie. But Florida's a very conservative state in some ways. Yeah. Parents were dragging their kids out of the theater. Like, oh, really? Screaming like, "Dad, I want to watch the movie!" Because the kids don't understand why their parents don't want them to watch the movie. They don't get it. They don't get it. But the parents are dragging them out. Wow. And we were like, and it was, it was almost like a little traumatizing for me to see the visceral reaction by some of the parents in the movie theater. It wasn't super crowded because it was the middle of the week and everything. But mm-hmm. enough parents left where it's notable. And when the lights turned on at the end of the movie, it was clearly a different vibe. Once you got past that first five minutes, though. None of that stuff was really in your face anymore. They were just characters doing their little character journey, whatever. Got it. But it was so woke in the beginning, which has been a very big criticism of, of Bob Chappick, was that he was way too woke in trying to cater to that when mm-hmm. he really should have just stuck with the program that made Disney successful. The budget for that movie was $180 million. Yeah. And I think it lost, it lost money. Yeah, for sure. And then it went instantly to streaming platform where I, I will admit, it has gotten it's crushed on the streaming platform. It's been very much watched. Oh yeah. So I, I even even I've watched it several times since then in the theater. So I have to check it out. I can just say that, so without giving my opinion on any of this stuff. I'm just where we were at and what we saw, and that was the environment. Mm-hmm. What I can say is this: it's very weird to see 
Disney of all people taking a stance politically, whether it's passive aggressively or not, mm-hmm. on a movie that's aimed at kids. Because on one hand, I get it. Mm-hmm. On another hand, I get why parents would. They've always like done it. it. They've always done it historically, like real subtle though. Yeah, and that's like so that, in was that a, Buzz Lightyear movie that came out. So I never saw it, but I heard about it afterward. It was yeah. uh, it was two females that were kissing two, on that. Two right? females. It was it was real subtle. It just happened, and then yeah. they just moved on. But this this was in in your face in the first five minutes, mm-hmm. like really there. Yeah. So I think it had a de- it definitely had like hit a different perspective for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that was kind of a swerve. So when I saw that, and we were in Florida, I was like, yeah, I, I get I get the vibe. But the movie going experience too was so different. Yeah. And I look at stuff like this and I think that people want the opportunity to see a movie and, and like have their opinions at home. Oh, I like see. They, they want to be able to control the environment for their kids now. And if you're at a movie theater and you're out, yeah, I don't think you can do the same thing. Mm. Yeah, but try I, dragging your kid out of a movie me, theater because you've yeah, got a political opinion. Yes. But I'm also not going to check out a movie unless it's like vetted out. How do you vet it out? Through f- You wouldn't have known that when Through it came friends, out. Through friends, if my friends have told me they've seen it. Because I'm never, I've already... I think you know this about me. I won't go watch a movie opening weekend. Yeah, because of the stigma of yeah, too many sti- people. Too many people. Yeah, there's yeah. that social anxiety, and that's why I don't like being too, at the malls. Too many, man. Cra- too many crazy people out there. There's crazy people everywhere, and I'm out at the malls. Like, and I know this is terrible because it makes me sound like a, like a, I guess like a bad person. But I go to the malls, man. and I'm like, y'all ain't washing your hands. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, you know those 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 things that you know blow dry your hands. Yeah, those you more, more, worse, more bacteria. Yeah, yeah even worse. worse. Yeah, way worse. So Such I'm just a, like. Yeah, no. Like, come on. What are we doing here? You know, and you know what freaks me out? Bathrooms on planes. Can't I use a, I use a lot of you know, bathrooms on planes because I got a small bladder. Mm-hmm. I'm a big dude. I'm usually drinking. <laughs> yeah. And I, I some someone say yeah. someone say someone say a, a bigger dude. Yeah, that's what someone some would say that. I'm not. I'm not saying I would say that. Thick people have feelings too, side. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, we didn't even we didn't even touch on that on that article, Regal. How, how many? Theaters I don't want to touch an article with you now. <laughs> I want to touch the article. I feel like you insulted my weight. <laughs> I didn't. I'm just saying some people. Big people have feelings too. Yeah. Let's be honest. The dirtiest bathroom you can go to is an airplane bathroom. Wait, what are they gonna? It is dirt. It has to be. I mean, you know, let's no be man. What about a guy some of those, my size? Those public parks. If I'm pulling up my pants in a in a in a plane bathroom, my ass is touching every wall in there. <laughs> I'm too big, not too. Someone say way too big. You don't have to re-emphasize things. I'm openly admitting to. I know. Okay? I know. So wait, dude, this is crazy though. What's going to fill this space? Regal. Yeah, a so movie theater. When I was at the Spectrum, I I just read this article, and I thought, okay, I'm going to walk by. So I think the one of the Irvine Spectrum is going to stay there. But I thought to myself, okay, what if this wasn't here? That's a big ass space. Yeah, you got to tear that thing down and put something else there, right? Have like, to. But you can't. You can't. You got to repurpose it somehow. Yeah, maybe indoor laser tag. <laughs> oh no, Nerf. Nerf. Nerf guns. Dude, laser tag is kind of whack after having Nerf guns. No, no, you could you could here's what I'm thinking you could do. You could literally make some like cool ver- like modern day like virtual reality laser tag. Yeah, where we just sit in a chair and just don't move and just go around. Where I look down and see the rock's body. <laughs> oh yeah. But, it, but it's my body on you know yeah. in reality, but I'm living yeah. in virtual reality. Yeah, well, wife and I actually did a date night one when we did virtual reality like that. It was awesome. Wait, what? Yeah, one we had date night not too long ago, and we went to one of those virtual reality uh, places where you got this whole suit on and you're walking around like shooting zombies or whatever. How the fuck am I just hearing about this now, bro? This place it's off a of Diamond Jamboree. I thought we were friends, bro. <laughs> what do you mean it's a date night, bro? What do you want me to do? You can't tell about your date nights. So what? I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, 
but it was awesome. You should check it out. Did they have a leotard in your size? Yeah, of course. So when you put it on, you put the the whole thing, the whole thing on, the whole thing. Did they have like sensors everywhere, everywhere. So if she shot you in the ding ding, would you feel it? it yeah, vibrate. I Did you wear a two two two? I said, keep shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that keep, would be they, that would be pretty cool if they did repurpose it for some laser tag. That's the kind of you know that's the kind of place you go to and everyone's high, right? Everybody's high. Yeah, you were the only sober person there. Yeah, and then you know naturally we're on our way out. She wants to play one more game. There's a cooking game. I'm like, come on, we're doing this, but that shit turned out to be the most fun virtual reality cooking game. It was awesome. Did it have like smell too? No, but it was it was really fucked up because so when you you put this thing on, you're in the simulation, right? And you're behind a counter, and like the people next to us really felt like the counter was real. And this lady like leaned over and she went face planted. So this is why I don't do virtual reality. Or this is why you'll never catch me with a virtual reality helmet on. I mean, how right do you expect? There. Honestly, though, I'm I'm a nice guy. How do you no, expect? Not, how do you expect me not to laugh? You're not. A nice I have guy. to laugh. You're not. You're terrible. I have to. Man. I have to do that for her. You just called me fat. I cannot acknowledge it. You just called me fat. What's worse? What's worse, You're me not, not nice acknowledging person. it or laughing and then helping her up? Serial killers look in the mirror and they think to themselves, I'm a good person, but I, I had to do this. How do you know? Huh? How do you know? Because that's what I do when I'm thinking about killing you. <laughs> I'm a good person, but I want to kill you right yeah, now. I, know, I don't blame you. In a sexy way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that means. You can just use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> so we've seen some significant drop-offs outside of things like obviously retail and, and spending and consumer spending. U.S. Home sales have now slumped to a 12-year low. Mm-hmm. Although the, the, the article from Reuters goes on to say there's glimmers of hope emerging. Of course. What glimmer? What hope? Yeah, I think they cited Zillow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> if you cite Zillow, just I stop mean, right there. Yeah, they should have to like say you know what sources they're citing up top. So I, I will caveat this with I included a graph in a chart, which I will try my best to describe at some point in time after we uh, we break down the article. But... What I will say is, is uh, I don't know that I can describe this one super, super well. Mm-hmm. So existing home sales slid in December, which was the, I think the 11th or 12th, 11th straight month, right? Yes. 11th straight month. Yeah. So that's almost a year, kids. Right. Home sales have gone down every single month for almost an entire year. And I guarantee you next month, it'll be an entire year. Yeah. Yeah. So, 100% it's happening. Every single month it's gone down. And to, to give you an idea, the graph shows effectively in 2020 during what was then the COVID-19 pandemic recession, that's where home sales are at right now. Right. It's tantamount to where we're at right now. And if you go back to 2007, okay? Yeah. The Great Recession through about 2009, almost 2010, where, you know, the, the core of the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. One of the worst real estate impacted economies we've ever had. Yeah. I would argue that we're close to, if not lower than the existing home sales then. Right. So by, by way of example, mm-hmm. if our home sales have dropped off that far and you have the balls to tell me we're not in a recessionary economy. I know. I mean, I think in the reason why it hasn't dropped off more than it already has is because there isn't an excess amount of supply right now, right? That's what the article went on to cite, that we're not seeing the ripple effects like the Great Recession because people aren't forced to sell their houses yet. Yet. That's what I said, yeah. So, and there was also this interesting sentence from the article, which I thought was interesting. Interesting article, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sales dropped in the Northeast, South, and Midwest. They were unchanged in the West, which we know was the first reacting market, right? Right. That, they've already come down. They've right? already come down. They were a first mover. But then now everybody else is really getting it. 
Economists polled by Reuters had forecast home sales falling to a rate of 3.96 million units. December's data likely reflected contracts signed some two months earlier. Right. So again, if this last month's data was based on contracts signed two months earlier, so yeah. that's what, uh, September, October? Mm-hmm. We still have a long headway to go in reduced sales transactions. And again, in my neighborhood, yeah, no listings. None. None, right? Yeah. Super, super weird. Never experienced that before in the last 14 years. So 57% of the homes that were actually sold in December, they were on the market for less than a month. Mm, you wow. know, so this is also this is another reason contributing to the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh it pains me to say this, and mm-hmm. I know that everybody listening is gonna gonna go, What what did he just say? Yeah. It's just difficult. Um, Dave Ramsey may have been wrong. Okay, <laughs> he may have been wrong. And I know that some of you feel like he's a trusted advisor and a confidant. Yeah. And I know that that he may have allegedly right told you that homes aren't going to go down in value every year for the next five years. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor of the statement that he made anyway. And um, I don't see how that happens, dude. You know it's crazy. So Dave Ramsey was wrong. You know who else was wrong? Not me. <laughs> Your boy SBF when he said he only had a hundred grand left. You know, he seemed to he seemed to have lost about three quarters of a billion dollars. Yeah. I, I don't know if he just slipped his mind. Yeah. Uh or maybe he just um I don't know, maybe he just forgot. It's so, really hard sometimes to know where you put all your chips. Right. So Sam Bigman fried, right? Owner of FTX and Owner, really? Yeah. Now made a research. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he acted like he owned it, right? I think criminal mastermind. Criminal is mastermind. The word you're for. Said, criminal remember mastermind. When, when when they first got him in handcuffs, he said he only had a hundred grand left, but the government somehow seized seven hundred million dollars. No, no, no. Let me let me recreate the situation. Mm-hmm. People were calling him for interviews, and his attorneys were telling him not to talk to people. Yeah. And of course, he's like, No, no, no. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to talk to people. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm 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 SBF. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Your favorite lovable polygamist. And um, <laughs> I got nothing to hide. Yeah. All right. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them the truth, man. Right. Meanwhile, his attorney's like, yeah, we don't we don't think you should do that. Uh you should probably just shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, 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 man. Now I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start talking to people. He does, he does, he's, he does interviews. Right. And in the background, you can hear him on a beach, like the waves crashing. Whoosh, yeah. Whoosh, <laughs> in the Bahamas. In the Bahamas, right? And he's on the beach walking up, and people literally comment, like, I can hear the waves in the background. Right. And he literally says. You know, I, I, I don't know what people think is going on here, but right. I, I've lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've got one credit card left to my name and about $100,000 in my account. Yeah, audacity. Which most Americans guy. are like, fuck you, that's way more than I got. I swear to <laughs> <Right>. God. <laughs> the audacity of this guy. I don't have 100000 in my bank account. So what, what made up that 700, 700 million? He had over 55 million shares of Robinhood. Yeah. You know, at nine dollars and fifty-two cents a share, that came out to five hundred twenty-six million. Just forgot about it. And you know where he was holding some of his cash? In his drawers? Nah, at this little bank. Oh yeah. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it? Was her name Gold Silvergate? Yeah, Silvergate Bank. Silvergate Bank. Yeah. yeah, yeah we yeah. said they had no exposure to FTX. Zero exposure. Yeah, we have no exposure to FTX. Right. But we do have their accounts, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the government sees $94.5 million cash from an account held with Silvergate Bank yeah. on behalf of FTX Digital Markets, a subsidiary of FTX in the Bahamas. Those of you who may recall from a previous show, 
I had some um, fun feelings about Silvergate Bank, mm. to which I will say, man, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel that bad. I yeah. don't feel that bad at the moment. I feel like they, they were advised against it. They uh, they they made some interesting decisions. Yeah. And I would say it probably was not wise. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy that exam. Uh, but yeah, your boy SBF seems to, I, I look at stuff like this and I think to myself like, okay, like Andy's out on, on bail mm-hmm. and he's awaiting trial and, and he's claiming not guilty, even though his two former polygamous buddies, uh, Wang, the CTO and the girl <laughs> Wang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his last name is Wang. Solid name. Yeah. Is, is his CTO and the girl, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Who was, uh, you know, the yeah, investment yeah, yeah. officer, CIO. Yeah, his, his ex. They're cooperating. Right. But Ple- yet he thinks he's not guilty. Cooperating, pleading guilty. Yeah, but he's not pleading guilty. He's yeah. pleading not guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it me or is he fucking insane? He's a little insane. Does he really think he's... When I was young, mm-hmm. Gur, young Gur, yeah. um, <laughs> I used to think to myself, like, these people are smart. Like, why are they making such dumb decisions? Hey, they don't have anybody advising them? No, and I've learned. I, I know what it is now. What is it? I, I know what it is. Ego is a very fucked up thing. Mm-hmm. Ego can do things to you that can, you can not see so much of who you are and the truth of things because you believe so much in yourself that you, you just, you, you have a different distorted reality. Right. It's astonishing. Yeah. And it's I go good. back to the same serial killer in the mirror reference. Good people do bad things all the time. Right. People, people who cheat on their spouses will look in the mirror and they will say, I am not the bad guy. I did this because X. I did this because Y. I wouldn't know anything about that. Very rarely do people look in the mirror and say, I'm a good person, but I did some bad things. Yeah. Everybody has an excuse for the bad things they did. And when your ego is overly inflated like SBF, right. his excuse is all he believes. It's, it's, it's his north. It's. I'm a good person. I didn't do anything wrong. I literally believe what I was doing was right. How are you going to build a back door? Yeah, exactly. If you have to Funnel build a out. back door and use Telegram to delete messages because you don't want them found, you had a text message group called Wire Fraud. Well, I don't need to be on the jury panel here, people, but I'm saying you're probably fucking guilty. Yeah. I don't understand what, why, what's taking so long to put this guy behind bars. I mean, he still has to go to trial and that whole thing, but it's just... I don't, I do not understand so much of, of what, I mean, he's gonna, what he, got, he got caught drinking the Kool-Aid, right? He probably felt invincible. He notably paid off some politicians thinking that Mr. Mr. Kool-Aid used to bust in. You remember those commercials? Oh, those badass commercial. Yeah. Boom. Pop in the door. Yeah. I just, remember I feel bad for the guys that used to, the big guys that used Mr. to Mr. Kool-Aid. Big dudes that used to come into the stores wearing like red t-shirts. Oh, Mr. Kool-Aid's here. So this is the second time you t- made a reference and you looked at me like that? <laughs> like this obesity thing started uh, the, the, hurt my feelings, man. The, uh, whoa, hold on. Like, Wait. Bro, you, you're making some very pointed comments about weight and I feel you're like looking, you're looking, you're looking at looking me. great. You're looking great. No, don't yeah, say that to me yeah, afterwards. Yeah. That's post. That's after. That's, 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 no. <laughs> What's going on? you okay? I'm ready to slap you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> you're very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable with some of these, these fat jokes because I got to yeah. say right now, first of all, we have plus size listeners as well, in addition to myself. Oh, me too. No, we me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ru, Ru's right. He knows. Like you're plus size, right? Like tell him how you feel, bro. That's why. Wait, we don't give him a microphone. He can't like, talk yet. You're plus plus. <laughs> plus plus. Yeah. 
<laughs> I had to order some pants this weekend. So bad. We can talk about my tailoring experience too. Oh we should, yeah, we should. we should. When we get to the personal section of the, of the podcast, we should talk about yeah. that because I got a whole sound off to go. Indochino. We're going to lose Screw a sponsor you. tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Indochino will not be sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, no, they will not. Right. Can we do that now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, really? It. Yeah. I feel like I got to get positioned for this. Once upon a time, not long ago, a hypothetical host of a podcast decided he was going to get on testosterone replacement therapy. <laughs> he may have already been eating bad, or as I like to say, without thinking about macros for a while. Right. And I did not think about macros at all. Yeah. I mean, if it were me. Got off the train a little bit. Got off the train a little bit. And uh, I took TRT and I ballooned. <laughs> and I mean, some of it was like I was on a caloric surplus. I figured, you know, if my testosterone was going to be over off the off the, the scalable chart of 1500. Right. But, you know, I'll just, I'll lift heavy. Mm-hmm. I'll put on some muscle mass. Right. And a lot of fat. <laughs> Naturally. Because fat makes ribeyes better, right? Way better. I mean, it's just. Yeah, it has to. I got to be sexier this way, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And dad bod was in. Oh, it's always in. Not what, always. Why, do think, why do you think I am it, this it way? It came back. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, once overalls are back in the picture, I'm good. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, which I, I, I'll never be able to understand. I feel like that makes your job so much harder. Overalls? Yeah. Why? I mean, you have to unbun it every time you want to go use the restroom all the way down. Like, I mean, how, that's like. Nah, man. I just pull out. I put a hole in my pocket. <laughs> And then I just snake it through. Really? Yeah. You works snake it per- through, huh? Works perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You try sometimes. No. I mean, assuming you can. Oh, my. Just hold my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so I go and I try to put on some of my old suits after having gained a considerable amount of weight. And I've been avoiding the scale. You know you're getting fat when you avoid the scale. Oh, yeah. You, start, you hide it away. Did you put it under your bed? Like, I don't even want to see this shit. No, nah, my wife put it under the bed. Yeah. So 30, 40 pounds gained. Wow. Somewhere, somewhere in there. I don't, I don't even know for sure. Knees and ankles just hurting. Just all the, the whole body's like, why? <laughs> why are you doing this? But, you know, I feel healthy. I feel strong. I'm definitely putting up some big numbers in the gym. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Try to put my arm through one of the Indochino suits that I currently own back when I ordered from them several years ago. And I had I had a ton of suits in there. Probably 10, 15, I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah. They were like the workhorse suits. Like the nicer suits I'd wear at events, stuff like that. But I go to work every day in suits that, you know, I could beat up. And that was what I got them for. Right. Used to be I could order them. Online, they would come. Most of the time, they'd fit perfectly. Every once in a while, I'd get something you know, tightened up here or there, but they fit really, really well. Well, this last round, my fat boy suits, I ordered four, four suits. And it's been a while. Obviously, my size changed. So I, I go into the store to get fitted, measured there and fitted, because mm-hmm. I know my measurements had changed. First round of suits come, and they are fucked up. Yeah. And the worst part about it is the guy on the sales floor is trying to like tell me, like, oh, these look great. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Maybe I'm so fat, my body's weird now. Yeah. Because now I'm trying to make excuses why, like, this dude who's dressed fresh as hell, like, he's tailored. Yeah. He's telling me I look great. I'm like, nah, man, something, something, something. Not right. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm getting sold. And I know the mirror lighting here, maybe, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, like this. So he's like, you know what? We can do this, you know, this, that, blah, 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 whatever. Cool. I wait three weeks. He's back from tailoring. I've been on some trips, whatever, work, come back. So I've waited like a month and a half for the suits to get there the first time. Now three weeks for the tailoring to come back. These suits fit worse than they did before the tailoring. Yeah. I can't even, I, my, my, the thighs were so tight in the pants, I couldn't sit down without like causing the stretch and the gaps. But you was, didn't have this issue the, the first round when you got the suits. No, I, I did, but I, it, it was just worse because yeah. they brought the seat in the butt in and I got, you know, when I got athletic booty. Oh, they should have known better than You that. know all about that. They should have known tank. better than that. I mean, they should have seen it. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're I, just not athletes. Yeah, they don't, they don't get it. So whatever, I'll fast forward. So what happens? 
Oh, our, our intern thinks that I got more fat. There's probably some truth in that too. Yeah. Nonetheless, the jackets are also really short. So the, all the proportions are wrong. I take them home. I think about it. I wear them for like, I wear them one day at the office to see how I feel. Mm-hmm. Man, people are making jokes. Oh, people are making jokes? They're like, yo, I thought you were getting fat boy suits. I'm like, this is it. And they're like, not fat enough. Oh. Like, it was just bad. You did this to yourself. I did it to myself. And, you know, I, I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy. Yeah. So I complain online. They're like, hey, we'll hook you up. We'll get, we'll get your suits remade for you. Whatever. Fine. I go back into the store. This is now the third or fourth, I think fourth time I've been in the Indochina, right? Right. They ordered me a new pair of suits. They come a month later. They got here over, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. After I got back from Florida, they were at home. Yeah. I kid you not. This is a true statement. I take it to my tailor because I got so tired of going there. So when, the, when you go to Indochino, the tailor doesn't come out and tailor you. The guys on the floor, like, who try, have, to, try have, to tell it. Tailor who have shit. no idea. I have no idea. Just take pins and stick it. Yeah, in. Like, yeah might as well be blind. Might as well be blindfolded. This, yeah, and then they give it to the tailor. The tailor's supposed to make the adjustments. I'm like, so take it to my tailor. My tailor, Tony Vietnamese dude. He, he's one of the best. The best. The best. He's he's fucking great. Right. He's not cheap, but he's great. And he'll come to the office and want him to. Really? Yeah, he's legit. I take it to him, and he's like. Oh, you can't be doing this. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what, what's, what's wrong? I'm not what's doing, wrong, Tony? I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. It's what he said. I know it's what he said. <laughs> it's fucked up. You don't fuck around, and get canceled. Why? Because I can do a Vietnamese accent? No. <laughs> I love, I've been to Vietnam. It's a great country, bro. I love uh, my favorite. My, my favorite. neighbor growing up was Vietnamese. I grew up around a lot of ton of Vietnamese people. So, I love, shout out to the culture, man. The whole culture, yeah. Vietnamese homies are tight, man. Yeah, they're the best. The Some best. of my favorite people. But anyway, so, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, Tony, what do you mean? And he, and he starts like, just like shaking his head. And he's like, no. 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 Don't do this. And I'm like, what do you mean, no? <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him and, I'm, and he's like dead serious. Like he's like, like I'm, I'm now uncomfortable because he's mad at me. Right. He's basically like, why? Why would you? You not know just... why he's mad at you? Is because you're laughing at him while he's telling you this just fucked up. <laughs> no, no, I was. I, he was mad. Like I thought he was gonna, like, you know, like shank me or some shit. He was pissed. Right. Got scissors in his hand. Yeah. So I'm like, this guy's mad. I'm like, Tony, what's wrong? He's like, these are such bad suits. Right. And I'm like, what do you mean bad? And he just, he's like, I can't. He's like, why would you ask me to tailor this? Right. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry. He's like, how much did you pay for this suit? I'm like, I paid like seven fifty for each one of these. Yeah. He goes, it's gonna cost you that much to tailor each one of these. Oh my god. It, so he's so I'll get into I'll get into the answer here, but basically he measured the sleeves. Every single one of the suits of the four, my left sleeve was an inch shorter, and he's like, "Last I checked, your arms are the same length." Yeah, do yourself a favor, don't shop at Indochino. And I'm like, "Damn, he's right." He measured, he literally got it out and measured it for me. Yeah. Like measured, he's like, "See, it's not me. I'm not crazy." He's gonna cut this. So I, he wound up charging me. He was being nice. He charged me like two seventy a jacket. Damn. Um, it's two seventy jacket and pants. So all in was like a thousand dollars for tailoring for the four suits. Right. He looked at me. He's like, "You could have just." I'll, he's like, "I'm gonna custom make you a bespoke suit." You didn't give me the option. He's like, "You're just paying for this. Like you're yeah, doing this. You're gonna do." He's this like, way. "I'm gonna custom make you a bespoke suit. You're gonna come in for three fittings. We're gonna do it here the right way with good material. And I want you to see how terrible these suits are." And he's like, "Here's the sad part. A custom suit from me would be nine hundred dollars. Yeah, cheaper than the tailoring in this." And he's like, all in costs, yeah. And he's like, you're gonna spend months waiting. He said, you'll do it one month, all in, three fittings, have a great suit. Hey, so when you bring me back to work, are you gonna give me some custom made suits? No. Come on. 
No. I need this. I'm going to give you my fat boy suits. <laughs> you can get them tailored. Get them tailored? It's so bad. Oh, to answer your question, so he said they're not true, true bespoke suits. Oh, I knew they weren't. He's like, look, these, these are made to, me- these aren't, he's like, these are made to measure suits. He's like, so what they're doing in Indochino is, is they have several different sizes mm-hmm. of suits and they pre-make them in each one of the materials that they sell. And then what they do is they'll just line it with the lining that you pick in custom, you know, do some of the stuff here. And then they'll try to tailor them there to your sizes and ship them here. Mm-hmm. He's like, but they're not, they're not well constructed. They're not great materials. And he's like, honestly, you're doing yourself a disservice. They're never going to fit your body right. He's like, I'm going to tailor these as close as I can get to your body, but you're never going to get them like, right. Yeah. All so right. that was basically me pissing away $3,000. Yeah. <laughs> so no big deal. Yeah. NBD. There'll be more about how you make enough money to pay off all your problems. You want to hear about my proper cloth uh, custom shirts I got made? Those are Dude, fire. Dude, we got to, I want to go. Those are fire. We got to go. Can we go? New York? Yeah. I'd love to go with you, man. I think, I think we should go. I think we that'll go. be a. We'll, we'll do, we'll do a, a vlog episode for the pod. I don't like, I don't like vlogging that much anymore. Well, I'll do it. You'll do it? Yeah. I love you it. You want to. The problem is, is I'm already a celebrity and the camera's in front of me on planes. <laughs> it's awkward. Oh, here we go. Yeah, PJs. Yeah, yeah. I made I made a couple of them public, but yeah. Now I'm gonna make them private. Now that now that we just told everybody, <laughs> why? <laughs> it involves my kids, man. I don't even post the kids on the on the gram, so it's just not something I, I want to do. All right, look, yeah. Whatever, whatever not yet. With. Yeah, not there yet. Just saying, the world yeah. needs to see your talent. Yeah, you know what I mean. I wish I could spend more time on it because there's a lot. There's a lot of all, obviously all like the plugins on Final Cut that I would love to mess around with. But that's just, it would take too too long to edit a single video. It's the, it's the hardest part. It yeah. It's too long. Yeah. It's... And then the worst part is when you're doing something like that is like you don't know what you don't know. So you're Googling things, not knowing like what to Google. You know? Mm-hmm. Is this how your search queue gets like that? <laughs> this, is, this is why my search queue is all messed up. Here's what I know is going to happen one day. I can already tell you one day it's going to happen. Okay. Someone's going to crack your private browser. <laughs> Whose? Option on your iphone they're gonna be able to go all right and I, I can look at anyone's private browsing history <laughs> yeah and we're all fucked up what's point. private browsing history stop it don't do that <laughs> what do you mean don't do that what what i don't, don't understand don't do that what are you talking about you know when you go to your browser on your iphone okay okay there's an option to make it private and then search then and what do you mean th- i didn't know that it doesn't show up in your search history that way seriously yeah, man. Oh, wow. And the private browser has a different color. It's black versus mm. like the white color one, or depending mm-hmm. on if you have a night mode on. Mm-hmm. And the private one doesn't show your search history. Yeah. So anytime you want to research your racist stuff, what? What's you do the... it on your private Oh, see, private I'm not browser. the one. So we're not doing this. Yeah. Anytime I do anything that might be like explicit or like something that I want anybody to ever see, mm-hmm. I go to private. So right. I can search that. I don't want any expressions coming up in my search history, bro. <laughs> you want to wrap this thing up? I'm going to tell the people what to look for this week. Actually, when this comes out, some of this might already be out, but so half of the S and P 500 are set to report results in the next two weeks. Eleven uh, percent of the companies that have reported thus far, or only sixty-seven percent, have beat estimates, lower than average. And this is a huge, huge week for bank earnings. Huge, really? Okay. Yeah, bank earnings. Week. Yeah, a lot of earning calls, right? Yes, sir. So positive spin. Those stocks have tended to raise in years when earning estimates have come down since markets. Are forward looking. Yeah, I think the idea is that as their prices drop a little bit, investors start to pile in things mm-hmm. they think are going to be like a value for like a long term play. Right. 
But with so many things right now in flux, I think Jamie Dimon and some other people that are smarter than me, arguably wealthier, I mean, depending on how you look at it, mm-hmm. um, you know, having money or not having money. Yeah. Yeah. They're wealthier. <laughs> little, uh, just, just a little bit. <laughs> they, um, they've all called a 20% additional drop in the market being likely. And I think that's probably true. Um, by the time this episode drops, the GDP number will come out for Q4 of last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll get into that on the next one. And, and if, well, so if Q4 is positive, which they're saying it is estimated right? at 2.6%. Yeah. Which means you got two negative quarters of GDP followed by two positive quarters of GDP. Mm-hmm. You know who's not happy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Jay Powell. Jay Powell's happy. You think so? Yeah. I don't think so. JPL's happy. I don't think positive GDP in and of itself is going to stop or have any impact on him. Really? I don't really care. I mean, he'll need it to, in order to declare a recession. No, the National Bureau of Economic Research will need it to declare yeah, a recession. Yeah, exactly, but they'll need that. But if you follow the show and you know that we think the recession started in January 1, 2022, then I think uh, the recession may what started in january 1 2022. but jay powell like we talked about earlier what the equation is he'll need a recession declared so unemployment rises so wages go down yeah so but that the recession goes declared down. is a 12 to 18 month after the recession started so yeah. i mean the i think we're the problem is, is everybody's timelines are so weird like it's hard for people to understand like so but we're right in line right if you and i are saying that january 1st of 2022 we believe the recession began now it's 12 months so 12 to 18 months. So over the span of the next, you know, six months or so, we should, according to you and I, a recession should be declared. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. National Bureau of Economic Research comes out. They said, look, we're in a recession. There's also this podcast called The Higher Standard. You should check out. They knew it. <laughs> These guys fucking nailed uh, it. Yeah. Rock stars. They, uh, clearly, they're, they're both brilliant. <laughs> one of them's a laureate. The other one's a fat jackass. You guys can decide which one's which. It's actually interchangeable. It's yeah. funny. It's funny how it works on that show. <laughs> you never know who's who. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think Wednesday next week, February 1st, FOMC meeting. Yes. And that's, that's, that's a foregone conclusion. You get a 25 basis point increase. Yeah. So expect to see treasuries rise a slight bit ahead of that as well. Yeah. Damn. Next week's February 1st already? Or no, it's two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Next Wednesday. Oof, time it's a week and a half from now. I got so much stuff to do between now and then. It's crazy. Oh, man. Got anything else, Chief? I think that's it for the moment. Although I did want to read one review. You did? Yeah. Did we read the one from Mojda? No, we didn't. Go ahead. All right. Five stars, so you know it's honest. This podcast is so funny and informative. Love the way these two guys clown on each other. And all these pay-for-classes guys out there. Mm-hmm. I don't clown on you, do I? I mean, yeah. you are fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've referred tons of friends to the pod. That's, oh, we that's appreciate you, Majda. Appreciated, appreciated, but I, I feel like you might be tons. I haven't seen a tick up in subscribers. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. we need, feel like there might be a little hyperbole. I feel you know? like, yeah, we have different definitions of tons. Yeah. So two is not tons. <laughs> yeah. Just for the record. Right. Thanks for being funny and still spreading knowledge. Well, I, I'm the funny one, so you're yeah. welcome for that. And yeah. the, the knowledge guy's over there. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, Majda. And to everyone else out there, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and leave us an honest five-star review. We deserve it. And Don't. if you do a bad mouth Saeed at the end of it, because he... he That's did. okay. I'm willing. He's... I'll take it. I'll take it for the team. That's what I do. I'm a team player. <laughs> <laughs> the things kind, I do for you. The kind of guy who looks in the mirror 
and says that he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody believes that. <laughs> everybody. We'll catch you on the next show, everybody. Good night, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.